Good evening, Chicago. You're listening to Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, episode 4. We're going over the NBA playoffs. Everything's locked and loaded. We are obviously on WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is Nova by Arix. We decided to mellow it out for you guys this time as we're going into this discussion. Two members of the Chicago Tree Party here today. I am Big Nick, and the producer of the show, Mush Jackman's with me. Hey guys, glad to be here tonight. There is a guy on the St. Louis Blues that has the name Jackman as I was watching the playoffs last night. It's pretty funny. I think he's a defenseman. I got to look at it again. Unfortunately, the Blackhawks lost last night in overtime. It was a really, really good game. But uh, hard fought. We'll see what happens in game two. And we wish them well, obviously. Yeah, go Blackhawks. All right, so we're going to go, we're going to keep this low tempo here in the background as we're introing. So the show tonight we're going to be going over, guys, is going to be NBA playoffs. We're going to go through the entire, we've done this in the previous shows, but we're going to go through the entire playoff bracket and check out every matchup, tell you guys our predictions. We've got some upsets, so we're going to go through some of the upsets as well, too. Then we're going to go through the matchup specifically with the Chicago Bulls and the Washington Wizards. And we actually want to go through and probably go player by player so we can see who grade each position, see who has the upper hand going into round one. As we said in the last episode, me and Mush were talking about this, and we actually said that this is the best case scenario for the Bulls. Yes, this is what we wanted. Hopefully, I mean, uh, to avoid the Nets, but uh, I think Washington's going to be sort of a handful also. So, I mean, all the teams in the playoffs are going to be pretty tough, but I'd rather have uh, Washington first. Yeah, we won't get beat up by Brooklyn, and if we win, we play Indiana in the second round and not the Heat. So this is the best-case scenario for us to get to the conference finals, and I'm really excited about this. First game is Sunday night, 6 p.m., Yes. So we're seeing red in the city of Chicago, guys. The Bulls and the Blackhawks see red. It's an awesome thing to be in town and to live in the city where you've got your NHL team and your NBA team in the playoffs. Now all we need is the Chicago Bears to get in there. Yeah, and you fans, whoever's going to attend the Bulls game, uh, we're red, guys, on Sunday. We're red. That's what the Bulls want. They want to see the red in the crowd. All right, so I'm going to go obviously through the worst part of the show really quick uh, and just let you guys know really fast where you guys can hear us, where you guys can uh, uh, reach us at. We have a Twitter account. Twitter is at WCSN, the number three. Follow us on the Twitter page, guys. We do live tweets on there, updates, and we post uh, this show on there. On Facebook, like us. One, one, it's actually Windy City is two words. Our logo is one word. Windy City Sports Network on Facebook. Like the page, and you can follow us through there. 
We're on iTunes. That's the biggest platform we're on. If you have any Apple products, you can actually just go into the iTunes podcast store, go into the search bar, and into the search bar, put in Windy City Sports Network. You will see both our shows on there. Chicago Sports Crunch Radio and Wrestle Talk Radio is on there. Stitcher Radio is for Android. You can actually use it for Apple product as well. If you prefer the Stitcher app, download the Stitcher app. Again, these are all free apps, guys. You don't have to pay for any of this. Put in in the search bar Windy City Sports Network. Windy City, obviously, is two words. Or one word, I'm sorry, in the logo. Windy City on our Facebook page is one word. And you will see both our shows there again. And then on our SoundCloud, if you put our individual names for the shows, Chicago Sports Crunch and Russell Talk Radio, you will see us on SoundCloud. If you want to email us, email us, guys, at, at uh, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, WCSN at gmail.com, or our main email at Windy City Sports Network at gmail.com. So that is it for that. That's done. So we can actually start going into the playoff bracket now and uh, and breaking it down. So we, what do you want to start with, east, west? Uh, we'll start with the east since the Bulls <laughs> are in the Eastern Conference. All right, so let me pull it up really quick. You got it up. What's the first game, Jackman? Okay, we got the Indiana Pacers versus the Atlanta Hawks. And the first round seed, of course, is the Pacers uh, versus the ace round uh, Hawks. Um. I don't know. I know I bashed the Pacers last week because of the uh, the the whole downfall of the organization, and they weren't the coach wasn't stepping up to basically take the ownership of what was happening. Atlanta's Atlanta's not too bad. I just don't see them pulling off this upset, even no matter how bad. Yeah, they finished the season thirty eight and forty four. You know, which is you know. here's the here's the scarier thing, or not scarier, but the funnier thing. I could have saw Charlotte Bobcats beat Indiana as an upset. That's a far-fetched upset, but I could have saw it happening. You know yeah. what I mean? So now I think they just got an easier matchup with Atlanta. Yeah, I, I agree. The Bobcats, uh, they showed the Bulls. I mean, they, they're they a pretty tough team. And they defeated the Bulls in overtime. Yeah, that, and that was yeah. the la- last game of the season, right? Yeah, it was the last game of the season. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, we have right now Indiana, Atlanta. We've got I've got Indiana clinched on that and locked in. How, it. how many games? How many games? Yeah, we should do that, and that's going to be very interesting. Um, I, I would go with. I, I think it's going to go Indiana five games. Okay, I'll say Indiana in six. Uh, you think they're going to take them six games? Well, I don't know, but India, uh, I believe so. Indiana's not uh, playing well as a team, and I think the Hawks are going to challenge them a little bit. So it can go five. It can go six. Ultimately, I think the Pacers are going to win, but uh, I'll, I'll say six. All right. So we, I, 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 yeah, I think uh, I know they're doing bad, Indiana, and I, I, I just think they're going to end up going five games. I, I hope these guys. Well, I, I hope they don't come together, but hopefully, um, they, they, we see some deterioration continuing to happen with the Pacers because obviously, if we end up beating the 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 uh, Wizards then that means we've got Chicago going at it with Indiana, and that's where we want to make sure we got the Pacers at a breakdown pace and stuff. So um, right. going into the second game, obviously, and we'll go in more detail with the the Wizards, um, but how many games do you think that's going to go? I don't think it's going to be that easy for the Bulls. I'll say Bulls in uh, six. Uh, that's a rough one, man. I, uh, I, I, I'm going to call – I'm going to say same thing. I think Bulls in six. 
So I think it's going to go four four two overall. Yeah. So we that way I think you end up having Indiana. So we'll go into the second round later. Let's finish the first round here. Uh, Toronto and Brooklyn, which is great. Which funny thing we'll mention on this one is that Brooklyn Jason Kidd has openly admitted to saying that he wanted to bomb at the end because they wanted to face the Raptors instead of the Bulls. Now the funny thing about that is that to me. If I was a Raptor, that's a slap in the face. Yeah, that's, that's an insult. You're basically telling, like, hey, you guys suck. The Bulls don't. They're more of a headache. So you guys suck more. So I'm going to want to play you guys to have an easier round. Now, need be it, it's, it's better for us. We play a less physical team in Washington. Uh, we're not playing Brooklyn in the first round, which is probably going to beat us up, and we'll probably get tired after the first round. And then you're going to end up having to face either the Heat or the Pacers in the second round, which then probably a no win, no chance. So now you're playing Washington, which won't be easy, but a much less physical game, I think, against than, than playing Brooklyn. And you have a better chance, I think, now going into the second round. So um, Toronto and Brooklyn, I'm going to be rooting for Toronto. Because I really want Jason Kidd to eat his words. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they say, uh, uh, watch for what you wish. You may get it, and they got it, but uh, they may not like the results. Yeah, and Toronto doesn't have a bad team. No, they're they're pretty they're good. They're a young team, and these guys run. I've seen a couple games. They run, man. They don't, they don't give you rest. It's always hustle and bustle with these guys, and it's almost like the Chicago Bulls never give up attitude. So I, I really do – I mean, there's a reason they're number three. You know what I mean? If you're in the NBA, you can't be ranked number three and you don't have talent. No. So there's something going right in Toronto. Uh, and I know they've been on the bottom of the barrel for the longest time. But I, I, I personally think Brooklyn's going to end up winning it. So that's my call. I'm rooting for Toronto, though. I really want to see Toronto win it. But I think Brooklyn wins it. How many games – who do you got first? Okay, well, I've been going back and forth with this. But uh, ultimately, I went with the Nets in seven. Uh, I think the Raptors are a much younger team. They're a much faster team, and I think that can pose the Nets some problems. But uh, the Nets got the experience, and the guy's been there before. So I'm, I think it's going to be a tough series, though. Either yeah, that, that, the, the experience is the thing that gets me. And when you look at that team, you're going to have, I mean, you got uh, KG, Pierce, uh, Williams. I mean, there's just experience. For KG and Pierce to be on a team, I mean, they, they've been there before. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, they're, they're champions on the Celtics. So you're gonna they're bringing play... that atmosphere to the Nets. Yep. So you're gonna play a bunch. You're gonna play a bunch of young guys that are gonna be in there for the first time. They're gonna be so excited, nervous, and overall, I think the composure is gonna to go to the Nets. And I, I would not be surprised if it goes six. I think they might shock them and sort of beat them up a little bit. Yes. I'm calling Brooklyn. I, I, I say I say Brooklyn in six. You say Brooklyn in seven. Right. Correct. All right. So uh, we got Indiana and Chicago advancing. We got Brooklyn advancing. How about the Heat and Bobcats? Now, the Heat and the Bobcats, I mean, I don't think that's a question. I think the Heat are going to tear them up. I think, I could say Miami in four, but I have a feeling that um, they might rest some of their guys towards the end because they know this is going to be an easy first-round win. So I, I'm thinking it might, it might possibly go five. I'm thinking Charlotte may take the first game just as an upset to shock them a little bit and then I think the Heat just win the next four after that. So I'm calling Miami in five. Yeah, I got the I also got the Heat in five. But I think the Bobcats are a pretty tough team as they displayed. And uh they can scrap and they I don't think the Heat are as good as they were in previous years. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're the, the Bobcats are a strong team, but I just don't think they have what it takes. If if you're if these guys in Miami 
put together what they should be doing and why they get paid to be, to do it, I mean, they're the best at it. So I think once it comes down and they're down to business, I think they'll kill the Bobcats. Yeah, I mean, the Heat, they're definitely going to play better in the playoffs because they haven't, that, which ain't that hard to do because in the last months of the season, they haven't really played well. I mean, they they finished their last 10 games 4-6. Uh, and six. Yeah. But in the, when the playoff comes, they're going to play better, which a veteran team does, and uh, but still not going to be that easy, I don't think. And uh, on the uh, uh, on the record, there has been rumors that the big three in Miami have said that they want to win this because they think that they won't be together next year, and that's coming through. I think the Bleacher Report last I saw. So we'll see what happens we'll there. See, yeah. <coughs> and uh, so now we've got Miami in the second round. So second round, let's start from the bottom. Now you got Brooklyn and Miami. Yeah, I think that's going to be a tough physical series, but I would have to go with the defending ch- champs, probably in uh, probably in six. Yeah, I was going to call it, yeah, six. I think Miami in six. Uh, I think KG is going to give uh, Bosch some problems down there, and uh, it, it's going to look pretty – it's going to be a physical game, put it that way. I think Brooklyn's going to – going to push them to the limits a little bit um and it's going to go six game and i really do hope it goes six games because <clears throat> if we end up taking the pacers out in the second round which is the next game it's going to be the pacers versus chicago i truthfully think and i said this last week i think at this moment right now chicago can beat the pacers yeah um I, I, and i think it, if they play the way they're playing at the downfall i actually say that it's going to be bulls and six but if you see the Pacers play at the capacity that they played in the beginning of the season where they were 33-7 and seven run, that big run in the beginning, then it's going to go seven games. But if they're going to, if we're going to see the Pacers at the end of the season, that style, I say I say Bulls and six. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Pacers can kick uh, Atlanta's butt and bring that confidence back that they kind of lost at, towards the end of the season, and they can feel really good about themselves, and they can be a handful for the Bulls. But um, I'm a Chicago boy. Uh, let's go for the Bulls and... I don't know, six or seven. I mean, the Bulls don't blow nobody out. I mean, I've been watching them all year. Though six or seven. Uh, let's go seven. Seven. Yeah. All right. So Bulls and seven. Bulls and seven. So now in the Eastern Finals, you've got the Heat versus the Bulls. Right. I call Heat and seven. Wow. So you think the Bulls can take them uh, to seven games, huh? Yeah, and the reason is, and we'll get a little bit more. Well, I, we can, I guess we can talk about it now. Um, it, we said this before the show. This is the first time in a very, very long time that you have almost every Chicago Bull healthy. Yes, they're healthy and for the first time. knock on wood so we don't jinx that. Right. but They're, they're, they're entering the playoffs healthy, which they haven't been in the last couple years yes. they entered the playoffs. So I And, and I, I, I would not be surprised to see an upset there, too, in Miami, and I would love to see that. Oh, man, that would be great. But I think that uh, overall you're going to be looking at the Miami Heat that if – well, who knows? You never know. D. Wade might get injured during the series or during the playoffs. The, if if they're one man down and the Bulls stay healthy, I mean, th- then the odds are shifting towards the Bulls. The Bulls are looking really hot, and there's a lot of GMs and a lot of coaches out there that have openly said right now in the NBA that the Bulls are the worst team to face in the playoffs right now. They said every coach is scared of the Bulls. And they actually said it. Out of the eight teams in the playoffs right now, they said four coaches, they won't announce them, four coaches have said that the team they don't want to face is the Bulls in the playoffs. Well, that's that's a big compliment to the Bulls and their style and their coach and the way they play. They don't give up and they play hard and they force you to play well. You're going to have to play well and play hard to defeat the Bulls. 
Yeah, so we're, that's going to be in a very, very interesting game. I'm going to be glued to the TV for that one. Uh, we'll be rooting for them as well. Uh, but again, I think it'll be Miami in seven. If if the scenario goes, and obviously this can change if people go down, but I think if everyone stays the same right now, you're, I'm looking at my the Heat in seven. Okay, I, I think the Bulls have a little bit of a tough time with the Heat because their overall team speed, especially if Wade's in there, and their quickness and their defense. Uh, so... I'm rooting for the Bulls, but uh, I'll go with the Heat and so you're probably six. six. Yeah. All right. So then we got the Heat coming out of the East, right? Yeah, theoretically. And, and they're going to be against the uh, against oh. the Bulls in the finals or the conference finals. Eastern Conference finals. E- no. Eastern Conference. Yes. All right. So we got that set. Miami's in there. Now you go to the West, and this is where I'm going to have my nice big upset that I'm going to sh- I'm going to call out here. Uh, you got San Antonio and Dallas. Yeah, I got the Spurs on uh, five, maybe even four, but I'll say five because you got. Dur- I'll say five. I was gonna say f- I'm. I'm calling okay. Spurs in four. Okay, fine. And I think Spurs go f- uh, four games straight against the Mavericks. So you're going to be looking at the Mavericks uh, taking an early exit. I mean, they barely made the playoffs. You know what I mean? You know what? I wanted the Mavericks to win against the Grizzlies, and I wanted them to play the Thunder because they play well against the Thunder, and the Grizzlies play well against the Spurs. Uh, they went into overtime and it was a close game, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Yeah. So now the Mavericks are stuck with the Spurs, which they didn't play well this year, even though some of that you can throw out the window because the playoffs are a little different. But I still don't think they're going to have a, they can do much with the Spurs. All right. So, second game, you got Houston and Portland, which is right now my game of the first round, entire East and West. I think it's the best matchup. Uh, in the East and the West for the first round. I think it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. A, a, a very exciting matchup. High scoring, yes. back and forth. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, who do you call? You know, I'm going to – something tells me Houston's probably going to win, but I'm going to go with Portland in seven Ooh, games. Oh, oh. I'm going to go with an upset. All right, so All you're right? calling Portland in seven. You think yeah. Lillard's going to pull it off? Lillard and uh, Aldridge. Aldridge. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I go Houston six. Okay, I think it's going to be a fun series, though, guys, to watch. And I think who's going to make his name for himself in this game is going to be Harden. Uh, and I know the guy's lazy and he doesn't play defense, but I think he's going to step up this game and he's just going to be lights out. I think. Well, he's an offensive monster. Yeah. I mean, this guy can pull 40 po- points up. Yeah, so I, I think overall I say Houston and six. Okay. All right. You say Portland and seven. Yeah. Okay. Third game, Clippers-Golden State. Okay, I think the Clippers are the more balanced team here. Even though they got the Splash Brothers, they can win some games by themselves when they get hot. Yeah, but I'll say uh, Clippers and six. I, I like I like Golden State. I really like Curry. Um, I, I think it's going to be Clippers and five. Okay, yeah, I think they're a little bit better team and they're better better balanced, and especially with Spogan out. Uh, you know that's yeah. going to be that's going to free up uh, Griffin even more. Yeah, I just think you can't yeah, stop that man. They're they're no. too strong. And Chris over Paul, there. he's an awesome player, exactly. awesome point guard. You got he gets every, yeah, he gets everybody involved. All right, so we both got Clippers. We just got the different uh, uh, games of what they're going to win. About the last game, OKC Memphis, which I think, even though it's a two versus a seven, I think that's going to be probably the second best first round matchup because Memphis can play these guys. And their rosters, if you look at the breakdown, their rosters are very similar. So you, I think Memphis is going to give these guys a run for their money. OKC is going to beat them. 
but it's still going to be a great game to watch, I think, overall for the first round. Well, they play different styles. OKC likes to run, and they're athletic, and uh, they like to score a bunch of points. Where the Grizzlies, if I, as I stated before, they are almost play like an Eastern Conference team. They like to punch you in the mouth. They like to post up. Uh, if they, if they, if the Grizzlies, it's like it's like a boxing fight. Whoever plays, whose style is going to win? I think ultimately, probably the Thunder going to win, but I, I think it's going to be tough. I have them in five, but I would maybe six. make it six now because yeah. uh, I think if the Grizzlies, like I said, can play their style, I think they can give them a lot of problems. Especially they got Zach Randolph, Gasol. Those guys, uh, they they're great inside. And Zach Randolph's heating up right now. At the end, he was starting to heat up. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna give the Thunder some problem on the inside, but Durant's a beast, and when Westbrook is playing, he's I don't think he's he's not a hundred percent, but he is gonna play, and he's doing pretty good for him. Yeah, so I I call uh, OKC six games. Yeah, I I, I just think they they score too many points for the Grizzlies. All right, so now we're moving into the second round in the West. So the first round game is gonna be the Spurs versus Houston. In your book. I got the Oh, you had Portland. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. So you go San Antonio and Portland. Well, who's going to win? I hate to pick against the Spurs, so I say Spurs. And how many games? Probably six. Six? All right. I had Houston going, and you're you're hearing it here again first. Houston beats the Spurs in seven games. I think, again, like I said, Harden is going to tear them up. I think Harden's going to make a big name for himself in the playoffs. Hey, I mean, it happened before. It, it it has happened before. Upsets do happen. You're going out on the ledge, but uh, we'll see. All right. Then you've got, in the other second-round matchup, you've got the Clippers versus OKC. And that's going to be a good one, too. I mean, the West, like I said, and we said this in one of our last shows, the West, in my opinion, has... I think the matchups are way more better than the East. Well, it's been a more competitive uh, conference all year. Yeah. There's been a lot of teams that didn't make the playoffs that would have made the playoffs if they were in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I mean, you're looking at a lot of good games here, but you got Clippers and OKC. Man. <laughs> I'm calling OK. Uh, it's going to be OKC, and I think it's going to go seven. See, yeah. Uh,. Yeah, OKC's playing good. It's hard to uh, bet against them right now. Yeah, Durant, and if Westbrook's healthy, you can't. I mean, it's just they're. I think they're unstoppable. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go opposite of you. I'm gonna go with the Clippers in an upset. All right, Clippers in seven. Uh, yeah, I would think seven. So we both have them going seven, but you've okay. got o- I got OKC. You got the Clippers. <laughs> All right, so in your book now, you've got the Clippers versus the Spurs. Yes. Who do you got going to the finals? Uh, I'll go with the Spurs. Oh, you're going with the old man. Yeah, I'm going with the old man. How many games? I would say probably six. Six. All right. And then in my book, I would have Houston playing OKC, and I got OKC going in in six games. Okay. So now in the finals, you've got the Spurs versus the Heat. It's a rematch. Yes. And how many? who wins? I think the Spurs are going to win this time. Ooh. I, yeah. I think... <laughs> I think they got a shitty taste in their mouths from the, from the last, last year. Game. Yeah, they had the game one. I mean, they were they were going to roll out the trophy to them. How many more seasons do you think Tim Duncan can play? Not many, but he's still playing at a pretty high level. Do you think this is his last hurrah? I don't know. I think he can probably still play one or two more seasons. Wow. I mean, the guy because the guy is so fundamentally sound, yeah. and and he, you see him. He he can't jump and can't move like he used to, but he's so smart and he's so sound. Uses his size. And he's still a very good player out there, guys. 
So I, I got OKC and the Heat, and and I think that's uh, they played a couple years ago in the yeah, finals, and that's when Durant that, was leaving, crying because he lost in the finals again. Um, it, well, that was his first time there. Yeah, that was his first time there. Yeah, that was the Heat's first. Uh, yeah, it, it's win. really hard, I think, right now to even if Westbrook is not fully one hundred percent mentally and physically prepared because of the injury. I I don't know if they can beat Miami. Um, if Westbrook is healthy and I think he plays the role and goes a little bit more above and beyond his position in his role, I think OKC has a chance to take him. But I really honestly, I, I think it's, at the end of the day, you're looking at the heat and I think it's going to go probably seven. Yeah. I mean, A, the common knock against Westbrook is he takes too many shots in the point guard position. I want to know, what, what is your take on that? Um, I, I I do think he forces a lot of shots, but I think the reason he forces a lot of shots is because that's the way the offense is set up. So I think the reason he's taking those shots is because that's the opportunities and the plays that they do. The coaches actually present them th- th- that way. Um, I could have said the same thing for, uh, I mean, I know it was only one game, but there's a lot of other players out there that people perceived as ball hogs, but it's just sometimes if you look at their offensive plays, it's sometimes set up for that way. So, right. um, but again, great point guards won't force that shot. If if it's a shot where they know they can't take and they're not going to do it, they're going to create a play and do something better. So, in your defense, yeah, I think that there's a lot of times I've seen him play and he's just he'll just shoot something and he's covered by three guys when you could have made something different as 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 a, as a point guard and created a different play to get get the points. I mean, you got Kevin Durant on the team. This guy averaged 32 points a game. He won. The, he's a scoring leader this year. Yeah. You know, so I mean, overall, I think that he's a great point guard. And if you remember the season where D Rose was the MVP, their statistics were literally almost identical. Yeah, they were like neck and neck. Yeah, and people were having that fight about who was the better point guard. Was it D Rose or was it uh, Westbrook? And if you look at it, 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 you would be amazed by the stats. They were literally identical. I mean, they play a very similar style of game. Yeah, and honestly, I think D Rose got the upper hand because our offense was set for him where. D Rose doesn't have a guy like Kevin Durant in Chicago, no. or, and didn't at that time. Now you got Westbrook, and he was putting up those numbers with a Kevin Durant in town. Right. So right. Either way, I mean, I, yeah, I, he's they, an awesome, no yeah. doubt. Uh, Westbrook's an awesome point guard. Guys. I just still, I just still feel if D Wade's in the game and he's healthy, and again, this goes, I'm going back to the whole: if everyone's healthy, if D Wade goes down, I think a lot of things go down for Miami. Oh yeah, I mean things will change. Yeah, definitely. And I, and he's I, a big part. Also, you know, he was hurt a lot this year. When the playoff time comes, they're going to need D Wade. Yeah, that's an anchor. And I think if D Wade goes down for Miami, I think you can, you might as well just shoot him. They're done. I think in the playoffs. Well, I wouldn't say that with LeBron and Bosh and the other role players. You got Allen. He's still crafty. He's, he's no old. Wade. He can't he's play old. Minutes. Well. <laughs> He'll somehow he summon. can make that one shot at the end like he did last year, but yeah, that's he, it. Yeah, he kind of won him the... Like, I played one minute, and it was that one shot, yeah, and everyone three, remembers three him. Pointers. Like, oh my God, he was a great... Well, come on, dude. The this, guy played like five minutes. This guy's an ultimate pro, though. He's there hours before the game, taking the shooting all day. This guy's he's there before the game, like I said, shooting, shooting, shooting. He's an ultimate pro. So you got the Spurs. I've got the Heat. Um, I'll be rooting, though, for... Um, I'll be rooting for uh, for OKC if they make it there. So okay, it's gonna be. Hopefully, I, I would really like to see Durant win one. Put it that way. Yeah, nice. Kevin Durant's an awesome player. Yeah, he deserves. Yeah, it. I lo- yeah, he's fun to watch. This guy's six ten, six eleven. He can shoot. He's got such a smooth stroke. All right, so we're gonna go into 
the Bulls rosters. We're going to go breakdown. We're going to look at what, uh, who has the better uh, position player uh, at, at each position versus the Wizards, and we're going to look at their rosters to see what the, the stats, or not stats, but what it's basically going to look like matchup for matchup. Again, like we said, when they were going to play Brooklyn, uh, the matchups wouldn't have favored us too much, and it, it would have been a lot more physical. We could have won the outcome, but it would have been a lot more physical game. We'll look at that right now, and we'll see what the matchups are going to look like there. Um, also, before we start getting into that, I wanted to talk about the health again. First time in a long, long, long time, you got the whole team healthy going into the playoffs, and I think that is huge. Oh, yeah, definitely a big plus for the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, Noah, I think the last two years going into the playoffs was hurt. Oh, yeah, he, he was hurt. He had turf toe or something a couple years ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, plantar fasciitis. Yeah, whatever they call that thing. But yeah. uh, overall, I think that um, you got uh, Noah healthy. Boozer's healthy. I mean, everyone's healthy. Butler, remember what was it last year? Or was it this year in the beginning of the season where he was hurt? It was uh, this year. It, was it this year in the beginning? A couple times he went down, and then he had some feet issues and whatever. Yeah, yeah, he was hurt. He now was he's hurt. fine. Kurt Heinrich was down a couple times this yes. year, uh, but now he's good there too. Um, overall, you're looking at a very, very, very healthy team, and I'm I'm very happy and proud to see that these guys are healthy um, and with the minutes that they're playing. I mean, he's they, he's got him in for a lot of minutes. Yeah, I mean, I wish at times. I mean, I can't question the coach, but I wish at times. I mean, sometimes they got the game wrapped up, and uh, I would just love if they would rest these starters a little more because they play heavy minutes all year round. So before we go into the rosters, you've got right now Gar Foreman came out yesterday and fully announced because there was, I guess, speculation and rumors going around. D Rose it will not play in the playoffs this year will not he said the first action he will see is going to be in the world championships he will not be playing for the bulls this season and he will be ready unless there's a setback at the world championships he will be ready for next season they said uh tibbs has been meeting with him uh from what i heard when i when i was reading the article um and he practices with the team all the time and they personally meet and talk almost uh every day they said uh but d rose they said is looking really good uh, he's almost back to normal, but they don't want to rush the guy because obviously the two two knee injuries, and they want to just make sure that everything stays okay and up to par for D Rose for next season. So we'll see what happens. Going, yeah. uh, going, go ahead. Yeah, they got a lot invested in uh, D Rose. A lot of so money. They we talked a lot that. of money. Yeah, yeah we yeah, can't we yeah. can't get rid of the guy. We got to just make sure we protect him. Another thing going into the playoffs. Now that the Bobcat games is over, we ended up locking next dra- in the the next season's NBA draft. The Bulls have first-round picks, two of them, number 16 and number 19, which is huge. That's the Bob. One of the picks are the Bobcat picks. So we've got two first-round draft picks in a draft that's going to be really deep this year. So we're going to be looking potentially at building a really strong team. I mean, I just think the opportunities of what, what are out there right now, um, if we do lose Boozer, if we bring Melo into town, do we bring Nikolai Miritich back in from uh, from Spain? Uh, there are a lot of opportunities out there. That, and I, I personally am going to be very excited for the offseason too. Hopefully we win the finals, and then that way we can wait to see what happens because I personally think with the draft picks that we get, and with potentially some of the free agency stuff that's going to happen in the offseason, we will be a better and a stronger team next year. And with D-Rose coming back. Right. So we're doing what we're doing right now, and we don't 
I mean, next year is going to be like way better. So I'm looking forward to that. But I wanted to throw out the draft pick stuff before we go into the breakdown, and I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that the D Rose situation of him coming back is is a negative. Ain't going to happen. Um, all right, well, so, I'm glad they handled this situation better than they did last year. Uh, that was yeah. hor- that was horrible last year. Yeah. Is he going to come? Is he not going to come? Uh, they learned their lesson from last year. Yeah, and and I think that was. Uh, it was just really, I wouldn't say it was negative, but it was just a downer for the fans of Chicago. To For every single day they were saying, oh, D-Rose might play, D-Rose. No one in, in, in corporate bulls said anything. And then, oh, no, he's sitting on the bench and has, he's got a suit on and stuff. Right, so. right. And I don't think it was good for the players on the bulls either. Yeah. All right, guys. So... Here we go with the starting lineups. We're going to break it down just like we did in the uh, in the playoff brackets. And then we'll talk about bench in general. Not the whole bench, but just the bench in general, what we graded. So at center, you got Noah versus Martian, Marcin Gortat. Well, who's got the upper hand? And I'll slap you if you say the other thing. No, I, I think Noah's got the other hand. Even though Martian, uh, well, they're they're pretty even in points per game. Martian scores a little bit more, 13.2, where uh, Noah's at 12.6. But it's all the other things that Noah brings to the table. His Hustle, passing, defense, yes, passing. His passing, his rebound. Remember when I texted you when they were playing the Bobcats? Noah took the ball coast to coast. Oh, yeah. He was running it up like a point guard. Yeah, this guy, and he dribbles with his head up, and he's looking for a pass. I mean, he's almost like a point guard. Which, that's amazing to watch. All right, so I, I definitely give it to Noah. Jay Williams, uh, former Bull ESPN analyst. Uh, wrote today that he vote he would vote uh, Joaquin Noah as the defensive player of the year in the NBA. I agree with him for a center. I've said this since he came to Chicago. If you let Noah go, Chicago, the Chicago Bull organization are, are a bunch of idiots. This guy has hustle. He reminds me of Dennis Rodman. He has hustle. He has heart. He has passion. You won't find a center at his size that can pass, that can run, that can play those minutes, that can play defense, and that can score, and could hustle with big seven-footers that are probably outweigh him by 80 pounds in the paint. Won't find a center for that. No, my, he's, he's one of the best centers in the league, yes, guys. I mean, who would you down. say is the best center in the league? Hands this down. Year? Who would you say? Um... That, that would be rough, and we can go into the debate like we did with the top five NBA yeah, players. Yeah. But, I mean, he's up there. It's between probably him and Howard. I, you know, I, I, don't, I, I have don't know him above else. Howard right now. Well, yeah, Howard Howard's on the bench a lot. Yeah, well, play, me, I mean, because he's been hurt more. Yeah, but to me, Howard is sort of a, like a baby, dude. The guy cried to get out of Orlando. He gets to L.A. Kobe gets it his way. He cries in L.A. He leaves and goes over to Houston. Hakeem Olajuwon is training you, and he's still not doing like elite, like an elite center should be playing. The guy was playing his best ball in Orlando, period. Yeah, well, today's NBA, they don't utilize the center as much as they used to, unfortunately, but I still think uh, Howard's a, still a top center, but so is Joakim Noah. Yeah, so. but Noah, hands down, I think, uh, uh, top top two, one of the two centers in, in the NBA. There I agree. Right now, so Noah definitely hands down, I think, uh, as a leader, too, what he brings to the table, and, and the influence he puts on the players veterans and rookies in the in the in the locker room is amazing yeah he really stepped up this year with yeah. uh, rose going down and the trade for luol dang Huge. this guy he really stepped up he took the bull by the horns okay power forward we've got boozer and booker okay well uh i would say boozer i mean but booker i mean i don't think 
He plays a ton. I think they uh, substitute Nene a lot in there. But, uh, you know... And they, I, and they do, and I actually was going to tell you, we might as well just ma- match Nene with Bo- Boozer <laughs> because Booker is one of those guys that only plays in the beginning for a little bit, and they play Nene the most of the, play of the Nene, game. Nene a lot. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, in a way, it's going to be between Nene and Boozer, and if you right. do Nene and Boozer, I'm calling it even here. Yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, I think Boozer should play a little more. You know, I think in the playoffs... And I know Tibbs don't like him. No, but I think his defense has improved. It's not at Taj Gibson's level, but he has improved, and this guy's an offensive threat in the post. So I I, th- I think they should play more. Well, it's a it, good thing to have because when you start Boozer and then you bring Taj in for the minutes, you still have Boozer on the bench rested to come in towards the end if the games are close. I know, but he never brings them in towards the end. That's and the, the reason problem. is because the guy doesn't play defense. He's improved, though, this year. He slides over to his rotation. He has improved. So, I mean, you yeah, know, I think you, in that overtime game... you take against, that chance when you're in the playoffs? Well, I know he's not because he didn't take that <laughs> exactly. chance in the last... But you and know if what? you were a coach, would you take that chance by putting him, saying, well, he improved in the season. Do you take that chance by putting him in there and well, risking you can your go, job? You can go back and forth, but you know what? So the Bulls do struggle to score points. They're the dead last in the league in and points he is, scored. he's good offensively. I'll give him credit Yeah, for he's that. good. You know, they, the Bulls only score 93 points. Point seven points a game. They're thirtieth in the league. Dead it's last. Their defense is what carries them. Right, but sometimes you need that scoring threat from Carlos Boozer because that Bulls. I've I've watched them this year. They go stretches. They go minutes without scoring any points. Yeah, I mean, I agree. So okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call power forward. We have a slight edge to it. All right. Yeah, I agree. And the reason you're gonna go into that, I mean, we can go into the whole Taj and whatever, but I give us a slight edge for that because if you do combine Boozer and Gibson versus Nene and Booker, we won. Right, and yeah. Don, we got the Taj is a very is, Taj is a very effective player, and, and some and lot would argue that he can possibly be starting over Carlos Boozer. Yeah, they play about the same amount of minutes. Actually, uh, Todd Gibson plays the more meaningful quarters. He plays the second and fourth quarter. Yes. So, so all right, small forward uh, Ariza versus Dunleavy. Yeah, well. They're similar players. Ariza scores a little bit more uh, per game. He's at a 14.4 clip, where Dunleavy's at 11.3. And and the thing is, they play two different styles. Ariza's more of a slasher, where you got Dunleavy as a spot shooter. Right, but he's a spot shooter, but he will dash and go with a running hook once in a while. Yeah. He's not He's not like, uh, what's that, Corver just on the outside and taking the shots. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he will, and uh, he brings a lot to the table, Mike Dunleavy, as I stated before. he pa- He's a good passer. He's a smart player. I don't know. I don't know. That's a close call. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Ariza a little bit. Um, so I would give the slight edge to the small forts of the Washington Wizards, but it's it's nothing that can win the game for you. I think Ariza doesn't have that in him to be that leader. No, I would I would just go with Dunleavy. This guy gets a lot of uh, charging calls against him. He'll stay in there. He'll take the hit for the team. He's a great player. He's a great hustler too. All right, shooting guard but- Jimmy Butler versus Beal. Well, Beal's a little bit more of an offensive threat. He's yep. scoring seventeen point one points. Per game, per Butler's thirteen point one, but Butler, Butler's like glue on defense. I mean, this guy guards the defensively best. Defensively, he's going to shut him down. Yeah, well, I hope so. so. I mean, but he guards the toughest guys. I mean, he yeah. guards LeBron. He guards. But this, Beal he gets is better tough, offensively, right? So, so it depends it, who you like. I think that's an even matchup too, in a way. Right. So I mean, Beal. I mean, offensively, and Beal's not bad defensively either. But Butler's more of a shutdown. He's a shutdown. Player. He's a lead defender on the team. He's he's also high in steals too. Yeah, guys. so I'm gonna give that I'm gonna give that an even uh, even play right there. 
All right, I concur. That's that. That can be either way. All right, Heinrich and Wall. Uh, John Wall is one of the most dynamic point guards in the league. He's really fun to watch. He's really quick. He's more of an offensive threat than Heinrich. Heinrich's in there for his defense and for stability and leadership. Yeah, so but I, I would think, have to go I don't, Wall. I don't, uh, yeah, and I don't yeah. think Heinrich can stop Wall. Well, you know, he's hard to stop. He might even, slow him even down. If it's DJ, he might slow him even down. if it's DJ Augustine, I think Wall's got it. No, yeah, Augustine, uh, he's even worse than uh, Heinrich is a better defender out of Wall. I mean, out of Augustine and Heinrich. So. All right, so on the upper hand here, we've got we've graded the upper hand at center to the Bulls, uh, power forward position to the Bulls. Uh, small forward position, I actually have it towards Washington a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I'll go with Dunleavy for the Bulls, but it's close. And then we've got small uh, the shooting guard, I've got it a tie. And then you've got the point guard position going to the Wizards. Yeah, I also have the Wizards on that. So basically you're looking at some uh, – upper hand goes a little bit to Chicago. you got two – I mean, it depends. If you give the small forward position to to the Bulls and Dunleavy, then I think if you look at the roster, then it might be like that's the secret sauce to, the, to winning. It's, well, it, it, the key is Dunleavy. Yeah, Dun- Dunleavy's got if to hit Dunleavy his shots. If Dunleavy can tear up Ariza, then that way that's that's your chance right there. But you know what? I think uh, Nene's kind of the secret for uh, Wizards. For Washington. Yeah, because, I mean, the Washington, they lead the series this year 2-1. And both of those games they have won uh, when Nene was in there. The last game they played, he was hurt with a knee injury, and the Bulls won. So, wait, the series is 2-1. Yeah, Washington is ahead. Okay. All and right. the, those two games were won earlier in the season when Nene was playing. So, bench-wise... Who do you grade has the better bench? So you've got Andre Miller on Washington, Al Harrington, Nene off, obviously off the bench. Uh, Glenn Rice doesn't see a lot of minutes, and Seraphin doesn't see a lot. And then we talked about Drew Gooden, Drew Gooden earlier. We were actually surprised he still plays. Uh, but, I mean, he, he might see some minutes, not a lot, just rest minutes. Um, but that's it. And then if you look at us, Nazar Mohammed, you're probably for sure going to see some playing time in Nazar. Um, so he'll probably be in there giving Noah some rest. Taj, Tony, DJ Augustine. You might see Frederick up there if we need some spot threes. Yeah, maybe, but I doubt it. Yeah, you, I think mostly you're only, uh, you know, the lineup, the rotations get much shorter during yeah. the playoffs. You won't see Greg Smith at all. You won't see Lou Amundsen at all. No. You won't see Mike James maybe at all. No. Uh, you might see Ronnie Brewer. You may. You A may little. see Ronnie Brewer, but he, you know, you may. Honestly, but. Brewer might see more minutes than Fedrit, to be honest with you. Yeah, but it's both going to be insignificant. Yeah. Uh, Taj is going to get heavy minutes, as we know, and so is DJ Augustine. So who, um, do you, who are you giving the upper hand on the bench? I don't know. I think it's... I think it's close. I mean, Nene is a dangerous weapon. He's going to play a lot of minutes for uh, Washington. And Miller is a very smart player. I don't know. It's pretty close, I would say. I'm giving it to the Bulls, and that's just because of the depth of what you got. I mean, you've got, you've got DJ and Gibson coming off the bench. Then you've got Jimmer and Tony Snell. And then you've got Jimmer Muhammad, ain't going to play, though. But Jimmer's Snell's, not, but you have no. that. You have that option. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, really, the Washington, they got Nene and Miller, but maybe Harrington's going to play some, but some of the other guys, yeah. yeah. Nene, I would go with Nene, the Bulls. Yeah, Nene, I, Miller, I hope, and Harrington, that's all you got. I hope Tony gets some playing time. I, I think, do, too. Yeah, because I think this guy, he brings a lot to the team. He's a good He's a good shooter. He's long. He can defend. He's a decent defender, and uh, he can drive in, too. I, I just hope he gets some time. I think he can help the Bulls out. Yeah, hands down. So I think if you look at what we're looking at play by or player by player, roster position by position, I think the key right now if we're looking at it and we're breaking it down as we're realizing it as we're breaking it down, you've got 
opportunity at the small forward position, which I think can be a play, and I think the bench for both teams is going to be key to, the, to, to who's going to win. Yeah, I mean, Boozer's got to play well if they want if the Bulls want to win. Yeah. He's got to score some points because uh, during when you play in the playoffs, guys, uh, as you see, the, it's it's a more physical game. It's more half court. And uh, it's you get shorter rotation of player, and every possession people matters. People put in more minutes. Yeah, people put in more minutes. So in the half-court game, which the Bulls struggle to score points, you're going to need a guy like Carlos Puzer with all his post-up moves to uh, get you some points, guys, because you're going to have – and if the Bulls do make – that's a key for the Bulls not to make turnovers because if they do, Washington will capitalize on that. you got John Wall, one of the fastest players from end to end. I mean, yeah. this guy. If you if you get it stolen, you got a dunk. You think they're gonna stick uh, Heinrich on on uh, on Wall, or you think they might put Butler? They might put Butler to slow him down if he's doing really well. I think. Yeah, eventually, I, it, Tibbs it, may do that because Tibbs is aggressive on defense. He is, but uh, Heinrich's a very uh, good defender good in his own right. But uh, you know, if if, uh, if, if it he, doesn't, you might see Jimmy on him. You might see Jimmy. He's a stop. He's our stopper on the team. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, that's pretty much all we got, guys, for the NBA. Uh, NBA wrap-up uh, going into the playoffs. The playoffs start in like eight hours. Uh, tomorrow's uh, are the first game. The Bulls start Sunday at 6 p.m. So it's going to be very interesting, obviously, against the Chicago or against the Washington Wizards. So it's going to be uh, a good game to see. We'll, we'll finally probably see, too, in the beginning, um, some of the uh, lows and, and the highs, I guess, of what the series is going to look like going into the playoffs or going more into it so right i know the bulls wanted uh well i don't know if they wanted but to many fans washington seems like the easier team but washington is a very good team i wouldn't sleep on washington they're they're quicker and they're younger than the bulls and i don't think we will i don't think chicago will they're not that type of team no i hope I not no it takes every team with their, his head up and he takes everything serious i think yeah, so. it's gonna be tight guys. and it's great to have a leader a leader like that to, that thinks that way as well too so definitely um again guys uh happy for the bulls I want to thank from uh, the Chicago Tree Party. I want to thank the Bulls organization for an exciting season. I want to wish them well. The city's rooting for you. We hope we go to the finals. Let's bring a ring without Michael Jordan into the city. That would be an amazing feeling that we're finally back on the map. Yeah, this is a great team, and the accomplishments they have made this year is phenomenal. They play so together. You got the camaraderie there and the teamwork there. So uh, hopefully the sky's the limit for them this year. Wear red on Sunday. And Again. also, go Hawks. Yeah, go Hawks, guys. I know we, we went down for game one, but we can come back. We've done it before. Uh, again, guys, this is the Chicago Tree Party on Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. Until next time, guys, sleep tight, Chicago. Chicago.